Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of No Funkin' Strictly Munkin', the only podcast where we are mandating a vaccination against Funkin' for all employees. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jay Christie, joined as always by Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you? I'm good, man. Just wondering um, if the truth is out there. Exactly. Um, talking about Mr. Munkin' the UFO. Um... First off, most important question, have you seen a UFO? Have I ever seen a UFO? I mean, in the very general sense of it, yeah. Um, I've seen an, uh, an unidentified flying object. Now, do I think that that came from another planet, another um, solar system? No, I do not, but yeah, I don't believe in aliens. I believe that aliens exist insofar as I don't believe that we're alone in the universe. But I am of the belief that we have not been visited by aliens because if aliens were to have visited us, if aliens had the technological capability of getting to us, they would squash us like a cockroach. You know? Like, it's... Because people use the metaphor of, like, Columbus with Native Americans, but the technological gap would be even bigger than that. It would be, like, Columbus with, you know, Neolithic people. Right, and um, and yeah, if they saw how much of a disaster we are on this planet, they would definitely not stick around. No. That's for sure. Um, and I don't know why they have to probe people. Um, you know, so that, that whole probe thing is just so clearly, when you think about it, just like super uh, masculine fear about, you know, getting uh, victimized. <laughs> like, why would that be the first place the aliens would go? It's like, huh, do you think they investigate our brains or maybe do a physical on us? Nope, they gotta stick something up our butt. I've definitely been probed before. Of course, but, like, why would people assume that that would be the thing that aliens would do, you know? Like, the first thing they yeah. do is, like, huh, how, how, what's the best way to understand the species? How about we stick something up the butt? <laughs> You're just not going <laughs> with mean, me on this take, but I think I'm right. Anyway, um, Mr. Monk, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> uh, there's no probing in this episode, except there are some probing questions. Um, yes. Like, is Mr. Monk an alien? Um, which is something that they joke around about a lot, but um, the episode. I'll, yeah. I'll say this. I'll, I'll say this off rip. Um, one of the weaker episodes I've ever seen. Yeah, to be quite honest, it's just not much going on. It. Uh, no, I'm like I'm. We're gonna struggle to get to like 40 minutes. To be yeah. quite honest. Um. So it starts off with a drive where, uh, you know, Natalie's mad at Monk because I guess Monk didn't you know talk to people at like a wedding that he was invited to. Um. Kind of weird setup. Yeah, it looks like they're almost like in wine country almost. It doesn't look quite like the desert. Like, not at first. No, Later I mean, they're going desert, from but... Nevada to California. So they I imagine they're probably in northern Nevada if, I don't know, not important. Um, and uh, apparently he was just spent his whole time at the party rearranging stuff and not talking to anyone. It was a whole mess. Um, I understand why uh, Natalie is so mad at him. Um, because that would be really weird if you invited your boss and... Right. Right. Not only... But it wasn't just that she invited him. It's he insisted on getting invited. Exactly. So he wanted to be there himself, Mm -hmm. but he did nothing once he was there. Exactly. And another problem comes that there happens to be car trouble, because Julie took Natalie's car, so they're in a beat-up car. Um, Jalopy. Yeah, a little jalopy. And, uh, so they stop on a bridge to look under the hood, um... And, uh, you know, Monk has to go try to find a signal on his cell phone. And he doesn't find a signal 
but he just finds something else. What does he find? Yeah, he um, he sees he sees something in the oh, in the horizon. It appears to be a UFO, um, which I, I guess at this point, after like years of watching, sorry. After years of watching like alien, after years of watching like alien stuff, like I just don't believe that they're gonna be like saucers at this point. Mm-hmm. It just seems like it would be like a different shape. Yeah, um, saucers. I mean, that is definitely like the biggest argument for a lot of these things being weather balloons because that is like the main, like that's the only thing you would see in the sky that's a saucer, um, because saucers are just not very aerodynamic. Obviously, aliens could be piloting stuff that you know the technology doesn't make any sense. But anyway, and the UFO looks like a, you know, run-of-the-mill flying saucer. Like, there's nothing, no, nothing original about it. It just looks like if you Google and research flying saucer, it would be what you saw. Right. It was, like, the yeah, the most generic version of it, which I guess in the end will make yeah. sense um, based on everything that we learned. But, um, yeah, I mean, if it were me, honestly, I'd be like, nah, that's not real. Yeah. No way. No chance. Um, and so yeah. we cut to the next morning that I had an auto shop where, you know, Natalie is telling Monk, like, he needs his eyes checked, etc. And then we meet the mechanic, played by a just pre-fame. Like, a year later, he would be incredibly famous, Eric Stone Street. Um, and uh, he plays a mechanic named Boom Boom. Right. Um, which I, you know, I, I don't know. I have to think that there would be... Obviously, it must be, like, a childhood nickname. But if you're going to be a mechanic, I think Boom Boom's not not quite the best name for it's it. It's not. That is a good it point. Just makes you think, it just makes it makes you think your car is going to go Boom Boom, and that's uh, mm. the exact I guarantee you his name was Boom Boom because, like, his grandparent noted that he was always running into the walls or something, you know? Right. Um, that's how all, like, we, nicknames that, you know, are weird or, like, a grandparent says something. Like, I remember there, there's a, uh, I don't know if he's still in school, but there was a cornerback for Auburn named Smoke Monday. Who uh, he got his nickname? Oh, there's like a ton of yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah, got his nickname because his grandpa said he ran around so much as a kid he filled up the room like smoke, which is such a walk to get to that nickname. But you know what I mean? Like it's always like. Uh, remember there was a quarterback for Illinois back in the day named Juice Williams because he was bi- so big as a baby. Juice Williams. He was so big as a baby. His grandma said that's a juicy baby. Which like these are my point being that grandparents sometimes just make observations that turn into nicknames. Right. Um, I wish I had a cool nickname like that. Yeah. Um, did, did you have any? I did any not. Nickname? One of the perils of having a one-syllable name is that no one ever feels the need to give you a nickname. Right, because you're just you're Jake. You're not Jacob. I'm just Jake. That's my, my full legal name is just Jake. That's crazy. I'm, that should be your nickname, just Jake. Just Jake. I thought about it. I actually thought about um, making, like, when I was, you know, early in college and wanted to make a blog, I thought about naming it just Jake, but it sounds too much like just Jared is the problem. Um so I'm kind of fucked. Ooh, that's true. Um, but anyway, yeah. uh, Boom Boom says that uh, it'll be ready tomorrow. But Monk is like kind of asking, like, is there an Air Force base near here, a weather center? Because he's basically trying to say, like, I saw a flying saucer or whatever. And Boom Boom says, you know, I saw a ghost once. And Monk does not, he would rather anything in the world than be compared, feel like he's on the same level as Boom Boom. Right, yeah, he's, uh, you know, he's being, uh, he's back to being um, insulting Monk. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's back, he made an appearance for this episode. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, he basically calls him stupid and and refers to him as being only car smart as opposed to, Mm -hmm. um, 
Which, you know what, I'll say I'm guilty of that. I just, I've kind of gone my whole life assuming that mechanics are only really good at fixing cars. Um, I don't know any mechanics, mm-hmm. so I can't, um, I don't have any evidence to the mm-hmm. contrary, but obviously yeah. I'm willing to believe that mechanics are of many multitudes. I don't have any particular opinion on mechanics. I'm, of, you know, as a child, I... Uh... Car mechanics, yeah. let's say that. And into young adulthood, my problem was that I assumed that everyone who is not me was stupid and that's not good so i'm reformed mm. from doing that and so like at the moment i really try to never assume anyone's stupid unless they open their mouth and say something that leads me to believe they're stupid in which case like i still have a very quick trigger like if there's like if i only need to hear someone open their mouth like one sentence and i will i still will probably write them off as stupid which is not good but it's better than just this person is not me so they're stupid that was a bad um and uh so you know, he then... I'm glad you've come around. What? Um, yeah, I, it's really... It, I'm glad it's you... really a miracle. I really uh, would have been fucked uh, if I didn't. Um, but he then says that he updates his price. Originally he said it was going to be $300 to fix the car, but now he says it's $800 because he must have done the math wrong because he's stupid. Um, and you know, I like that Monk gets his comeuppance, you know, because um, uh, I think that, that even though obviously this is still kind of annoying, I think the problem with when Monk is mean when it just kind of goes by the wayside and it doesn't actually hurt him, I think that when there's consequences, it's not as bad. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm glad that, I mean, luckily he's footing the bill for this. Natalie mm. is not going to, so it's, 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 uh, he's paying for his sins. Yeah. And so, um, Natalie's like, you know, have some empathy. Imagine being him. And so Monk starts to imagine being him as Boom Boom walks up behind him again. And he's, I do like the Monk says, well, let me, I gotta take a shower and finish high school. <laughs> um, yeah. Which, yeah. like, is, you know, that's insulting, but it's also, like, knowing some of the kids I went to high school with who graduated, like, that's actually, I think Monk is, Monk should raise the bar a little higher. Like, you know, uh, maybe when Monk was in high school, it was a little harder to graduate high school, but I actually went to private school, so. But there were, like, I think 100 kids dropped out of my graduating class maybe like 90 um but uh those that was mostly because they had to get to work not because they were too stupid to make it through most almost everyone like if you you know even showed up to school you probably were gonna graduate anyway right uh so yeah so at this point natalie gives uh stoudemire a call Mm -hmm. apparently they were due for some sort of training seminar Mm -hmm. on what unclear Mm -hmm. um but they're stuck they're stuck in nevada as you mentioned but they're stuck in a particular Mm -hmm city in nevada and can you tell me what the name of that city that is? city is vintonville which shouts them right. finding new ways to get vinton into the show yeah i'm surprised they didn't just name monk adrian vinton to be quite uh, honest but i guess vinton isn't like the most catchy name no it's not um so natalie mentions the monk's all ufo and stomach jokes that maybe it's his ride and then kind of a moment where they realize that that would explain a lot because monk you know sometimes acts like not a person um and ironically, uh, Tony Shalhoub famously played an alien in Men in Black. He did. One. He did, and he also played someone who went onto a flying saucer in Galaxy Quest. He, well, sorry, he played someone who... Oh, he also, that's right. Also famously, I mean, I have to imagine, had lots of sex with an alien. Um, that's kind of his plot uh, in that movie. I didn't see Galaxy oh, Quest. It's, I, I watched it this year. It's pretty good. Um, it's. Uh, I fucking hate Tim Allen. It's, the thing is, like, I understand that, but it's Tim Allen, like, playing... He kind of plays it like William Shatner. Like he's playing William Shatner in real life, which is fun. Like, and so, I don't know. I enjoy it. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, no, he doesn't make any noises like that. Um, but uh, uh? It's, a, it's a pretty good movie. Um, and yeah, Tony Shalhoub fucks an alien, which is great. Just great stuff from Tony. Mm. Um, 
It's so funny growing up with the show and like realizing that so much of Tony Shalhoub's career has been playing doing silly stuff. Because anytime I see him do, like, even though this is ostensibly a comedy, sometimes he plays it so seriously. But when I see him do things like you know, playing an actor who has sex with an alien, it's like wow, Tony Shalhoub really got range. Um, but then he walks, he wanders into the sheriff's office where uh, the sheriff Daniel Stern of uh, Home Alone fame, um, and. Sheriff Fletcher is his name. Yeah, he's being talked to by a woman named Dolly who's worrying about Marge because her lights aren't on, etc., etc., etc. Spoiler alert, Marge is dead. Yeah, Marge uh, has checked mm-hmm. out uh, permanently. And, uh, you know, he kind of, like, the Sheriff Fletcher kind of plays it down, like, oh, maybe she just went off somewhere. Like, uh, I forgot, does he say at this point that maybe she went off on a hike or something? No. Okay, yeah, he just mentions, like, she's probably fine and whatever, and and um, and then so Monk gets to talking to him, and he starts to describe what happened the night before, and he's he's very clear about not trying to sound like an alien freak mm-hmm. or, like, someone that's super into that stuff, but, um, you know, the sheriff asks him, like, um, did you see something last night that was, that you can't identify? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, was it... In the was it flying? Yes. Okay, so you're describing an un- unidentified flying object. Mm-hmm. And I, I, the thing I, the thing I like about this object, uh, this object, this episode is that uh, one, like I think the thing that actually works is that it's not stereotypical sh- small town sheriff character. That he's actually a nice guy who's supportive and you know, because I, I feel like it's a very tired trope of uh, the main character of a show wanders into a small town and the sheriff's a dick to him. You know. Um, yeah. And I do want to mention, just because yeah. I always like to, whenever I can, quote my twin brother's old Twitter account, where he stopped tweeting in, like, 2015, but I think he's one of the greatest tweeters ever of all time. And on uh, November uh, 23rd, 2013, so we're still in high school at this time, he tweets, I'm so fly, I'm called an unidentified flying object. Not that I'm an object. Neither are women. Hashtag treat your girl right. <laughs> I was 25. Yep. I know. Um, anyway, uh, so the thing, I, the thing that the sheriff <laughs> says, which I appreciate, is like, you know what, I actually hope you're right, because this would be the most interesting thing that happened, you know, uh, this week, and um, say, you know, I'll give you a call at, uh, where are you staying, and where are they staying, uh, what what spot, what sponsorship does this episode have? Is it a real thing? Oh, sleep uh, in? Sleep yeah, in? sleep in is, uh, it's like part of, like, the comfort in suites, like, uh, but yeah, it's, sleep in's real, a real chain. I did not know that. I mean, I stayed at several ho- uh, motels. It's um, not. It's more of a hotel. Certainly not. It's like it's it, it's on the level of like a Best Western, which is mostly the level I stayed at growing up, and still now because like we never we never I've never stayed at like a motel, in like a classic motel. Always at you know like chain hotels, um, that are like low level, like a, you know, like like a Best Western, like a Comfort Inn and Suites, um, like a Vagabond Inn. No, not a Vagabond. I've said a level above that. Like not a high end, not a high end. Howard Johnson. Howard Johnson is probably about that level, uh, but I've never stayed at one personally. Anyway, um, he he mentions he's a former detective, etc., etc., etc. Anyway, um, there, Bunk and Adley are heading back to the sleep in, um, and the only reason I know it's uh, product placement is because they f- prominently feature the logo in several scenes. Um, it. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. I just thought they like no sleep in. The budget for no sleep in is a, it's a chain. Okay. Um, but uh, Natalie looked up UFOs at the library. She went to the library, and she said the UFO sightings are usually from swamp gas. 
Um, which is, of course, why Shrek is surrounded by flying saucers. But Monk says there's a problem with her theory about swamp gas. Um, that there's a, the closest swamp is 3,000 miles exactly. away. And so they're going to stay another night. Um, and uh, they, talk, they talk to this guy, I forget his name, like a bellboy, um, who uh, it says, you know... Let's just call him Jimmy. Jimmy. It's nice to have guests, etc. Monk has a lot of cleaning supplies. Joke, 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 joke. But then they all see it. The UFO in all its glory. Um, you know, uh, back in World War II, do you know what uh, fighter pilots used to call uh, UFOs? Um, no, I don't. I love this fun fact. That This is where the term Foo Fighters come from. That's how call it. Ah. Uh, um, anyway. Um... So, Did not know I, that. yeah, I, I, you know, I think that's a fun, honestly, great name for a band with that uh, explanation, you know. Shouts to Dave Grohl. Um, and so, the UFO's back, the Jimmy gets a photo of it, um, and, uh, yeah, it looks very UFO-y. Yeah, I mean, it's, again, it's it's the same exact one we saw earlier in the episode, um, and, unf- I mean, the thing is, Monk is the only one that saw it the first time, but now there's three people that have seen it, so, um, so Monk isn't crazy, mm-hmm. officially. What's your opinion on Alien, like, because I love a good Alien sighting movie, as opposed to an Alien Invasion movie. Alien Invasion movies are not as interesting to me, I mean, obviously Independence Day is cool, etc., but, like, I two of my favorite movies of all time are, well, Close Encounters is one of my favorite movies ever, and then obviously I love Arrival, which is not so much an alien sighting movie, but it's like an alien movie that's not an invasion. What's your general take on that type of thing? Um, I actually, for whatever reason, I think, like, movies where they come here are, mm-hmm. like, kind of boring, or, yeah. like, I, I, I haven't seen, I haven't seen Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I liked Arrival a good amount, um, but I tend to like movies more where, like, we're over there. I recommend Close Encounters because so like, it's so like the really, really Scott. Movies. It's not anything like any alien movie you've ever seen because the aliens themselves almost have nothing to do in the plot. It's just a movie that takes very seriously the notion of like what if people saw aliens um, and how would that affect them. Um, mm-hmm. a surprise, surprise! It's very good. Steven Spielberg, good filmmaker. <laughs> um, but anyway, Monk goes to sleep. He wakes up. He looks outside, and what does he see? He sees what appears to be um, a spaceman, a spaceman of some kind. Yes. Yeah, Uh. yeah, a spaceman of some kind, and then yeah, he has this like whole little routine where Mm -hmm. he gets up, he turns on the light, grabs a Kleenex, and then he goes over to the the drapery Mm -hmm. or the 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 curtains. curtains. So he did that. He saw the first time, went back to Mm -hmm. bed, and basically replayed the scene again. Yeah. The joke being that he thinks that he's asleep still. Right, and so he does it again, and instead of seeing one, he sees three at the window this time. And, um, and yeah, it's, uh, maybe he's got some visitors from his home planet. And so Natalie and Monk go outside, and what happened is that the photo that Jimmy took got uploaded to the internet, and the fanatics, UFO fanatics, have swarmed the town of Vintonville. Um, and uh, there's a bunch, you have a bunch of different arguments. One person saying that they think it's from Andromeda, a woman responds that there are no uninhabitable planets in Andromeda. There was a sighting 65 years ago. It's, there's just a bunch of talking. And Monk asks, who are they? And Natalie says, they're internet people. And, uh, you know, as we're internet people too, so I guess they're of our ilk. Shouts to them. In a way. Um, 
follow me on twitter uh but anyway um yeah but but what's funny about this scene is like so there's a bunch of like freaks out there mm-hmm. sorry um to any no you no, no, don't you can be into ufos if you dress like this you're a freak and i think you know that okay fine 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 so then some lady shows up at the sleep in a nice beamer you know she's like kind of like clowning on all these dudes for being uh weirdos mm-hmm. And she proceeds to take out. <laughs> well, because she asks, she asks, she asks, what's she going on here? Of, yeah. And Monk says, uh, "Well, no, Natalie says someone saw a flying saucer." And she goes, a "Flying saucer? The image I saw was a class four doom freighter." And then she takes out a mat. Yeah, great stuff. That's a good joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I, I love that joke a lot. And um, so that's great. And then so this other guy that's there refers like he notices Monk, and I guess I don't know where he got the information from, but basically he establishes that he was the mm-hmm. alpha contact. Um, and they start like you know questioning him, and and Monk tells them that no, he was not mm-hmm. probed. Um, he feels like he would have remembered mm-hmm. if that happened. Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, what else? Uh, that's about it. Um, and so yeah. Natalie comes back because she was on the phone with a mechanic, and it's gonna be another day. Um, and Monk is like, we gotta get out of here, basically. Um, but what happened also is that someone was in the desert, and they found the quote unquote landing site of the UFO, where there was a bunch of burned ground where it looks like there might have been thrusters that took off. And when I say thrusters, I don't mean people in the middle of sex. Right. Um, or maybe. Uh, but yeah, so they go to the landing site, and uh, and like you said, there's some burn marks there, but there's also like uh, pretty distinct uh, depressions in the mm-hmm. ground, looking like a little suspicious. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so people are like, the, people are trying to say that like aliens have arrived, and Monk tries to like um, explain it away by saying maybe it's a prank by mm-hmm. college kids, and he's not far off. No. But uh, but yeah, I don't know what kind of colleges there are in Vintonville, but yeah. uh, they have a pretty good yeah. Uh, budget. Yeah, for Northwest their Nevada State or something. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the the impression looks like an asterisk, which is a bit on the nose. Like it feels you know too much. And Monk is like, this is not possible, you know. Um, just poo-pooing the whole thing. And, of course, the one guy in goggles who looks like an idiot quotes Carl Sagan about, like, the hubris of thinking with the only people in the universe, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Carl Sagan mm-hmm. was a great guy. People who quote him, uh, in my experience, uh, less so. Um, but uh, Bunk's basic thing is that any explanation other than aliens is what it is. And so... He, one guy shakes his hand, and then Monk uh, needs a wipe and says he's afraid of germs. And then they notice he's not sweating, which, what does that lead them to believe? They think that he's an alien. Um, and, yeah, everyone is kind of, like, not quite swarming him, but they're, like, on the precipice mm-hmm. of it. I mean, they already had a ton of questions for him mm-hmm. before, but they certainly do have more now. Um and then it's kind of interrupted by, I guess, Natalie getting a call from Boom. Well, Boom, like, forgetting the important uh, thing, that they, oh, sorry, they, sorry. they want to see something. They want to see that old belly button. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. They want to see his belly button. and um, Which is weird because, like, that's just... I, it's weird that that's something that aliens are supposed to not have because, like, it, what if an alien did also get an umbilical cord through its belly? Like, it doesn't... like. If you want to say someone's like a robot, that would be a good way to do it because you wouldn't need to build a belly button on a robot. But anyway, shouts to. Uh, well, do you know do you, do you know the story behind Kyle? X no, I don't know. I, I I'm button? so glad you said that because I was gonna make the same joke. That <laughs> I remember there's the most it was like the most famous. There's certain you know posters that I think everyone knows even though they've never seen it. Like for example, I don't think anyone's ever seen the movie Dan in real life, but everyone remembers Steve Carell's head on the pancakes. 
Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but Kyle Tori, the one where it's him just lifting up his shirt and he doesn't have a he doesn't have a belly button. Um, right. Yeah, I don't know. I think he was an. I think he was right, like right right, in, right into the show. If I remember correctly, I think he was like synthetically created. That he was like a, a robot, an android. Um, okay. But anyway, uh, they ask him how often he excretes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So they go to they go to Boom Boom, which of course Natalie calls Bobo, which is not good. Um, uh, and right, he. She, they're offered to pay extra, and he's like, yeah, let me call my distributor. And uh, he picks up his phone, and by his phone, I mean a hammer. Yeah, yeah, and he explains that, that he got the wrong part, apparently, and uh, clearly it means his distributor must be more stupid than mm-hmm. him. So clearly he's still very much in his feelings about Monk insulting mm-hmm. him. Yeah, and so um, they're going to check back in later, and we go back to the desert, and uh, they found, it looks like some evidence was found. But not evidence of extraterrestrial life. N- no, uh, this is a body. Quite, quite the opposite of yeah. life. Actually, it, this is not extraterrestrial life. It's terrestrial death. Correct. Yeah. So no good. Um, and sure enough, the body ends up belonging to Marge Larkin, who Dolly earlier in the episode was very worried about, and seems that her worries were justified. Yeah. And be- uh, before uh, we get to the autopsy. Natalie's remarking that she saw a movie once where an alien didn't know he was an alien. And basically, she starts to be suspicious that Monk might be an alien. Um, You know, it would explain a lot. Right. And this is, yeah, sorry. So, yeah, Yeah. this is when, and while he's doing that, he's, like, rearranging fruit. (laughs) Um, But as this is happening, the sheriff comes through and mentions that he ended up taking up Monk on his... Um, well, whatever. He called uh, Sotomayor, mm-hmm. and Sotomayor spoke very well mm-hmm. of him, and he's got he's got a case for yeah. him. And it's exactly. exactly what I just so said. So they go to the, yeah, they go to the missing woman. Apparently, the fa- her face got torn off by coyotes, um, which is uh, not great. It was dragged like a mile, and she spent five six days in the sun. Um, we learned she came in some money and was kind of a, a dil- like a, she dabbled in a lot of it stuff. Um, but the coroner assumes that she hit her head hiking. And then got dragged, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but Monk is going to take a look. Yeah, and you know, there's a few things. Uh, the first thing being that she did fall, mm. apparently, or like the point is, is that she f- appeared to have fallen face first, mm. and um, she has no defensive wounds and or scratches, mm. um, and sh- so she didn't put her hands mm. out at all to like break her fall. Yeah. So that's already suspicious. But on top of that, there was, like, all the clothes appear to be pretty new, considering she was an avid hiker. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like, the tread, the treads on the boots were, like, not yeah. worn down at all. There were still silica gel packets in the boots. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the sleeves on her jacket were too yeah. short. Exactly. And I'm not, of course, you're not referring to the rapper. Um, and so <laughs> they decide that they, they kind of call it that this is, there, there was foul play. Um, and then we cut to right. Marge's house where we meet Kyle, her brother, who definitely did it. Um, I don't know if there's a character who more obviously did it upon his introduction than this guy, and that's saying something for the show. Um, the astronaut would be the only. That's one. true, but no, but he he you see him do the murder at the beginning of the episode. So as far as murders that you don't right, see, right, happen, right, um, right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, but she she wasn't he wasn't close with Marge, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I keep saying etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but once again, there's not a lot going on here. We also learned that he filed yeah. Chapter Eleven bankruptcy. Uh, he's poor, you know, there's, he's got problems. Yes, he's got issues, and, um, and, um, 
Yeah, so he, on top of that, he also said that the last time he was there was six years ago, and uh, they only spoke on holidays and birthdays. And there was, like, uh, an interesting detail there is that there's double-sided tape on the floor um, indicating that a rug is missing, which I don't think they ever really refer to. Well, you see in the Here's What Happened montage that she gets transported in a rug. Um, Oh, okay, okay. Because, you know, that's the best way to transport a body, I guess. Uh, And then they also see, like, the pla- like a shirt uh collar stayer like one of those things that's in a shirt in the collar a plastic thing yeah I know I know I don't know what to call that yeah so um, monk realizes she was definitely killed here and so then they go to the site of the body um, and uh, well and before the, well they decide they have to go but as they're leaving the house all the UFO people have followed them there and they're kind of you know gathered around uh, Kyle's van and he seems very very suspiciously mad about that. Yeah, he's, he's, he's kind of flipping out and stuff, um, but it's much ado about nothing for the most part, right? Like, yeah. Like, just kind of go to the next yes. scene from here? Well, the, yeah. the, you know, they kind of hound them, hound Monk, like, where were you born? He was born in Marin County. Can we touch you, make him, and show you his belly button? Um, and so they go to the site of the crime. They look around, um, and shortly thereafter, they hear someone, and then... Uh, pull up in a car. Yeah, they hear someone pull up in a car, and then uh, the biscuit starts to sing. Yeah, the chopper's singing. Um, and uh, unfortunately for them, the sheriff gets uh, shot in the leg. Or I guess fortunately for him, it was in the leg. Thank God, not the femoral artery. Um, and, uh, and the car takes off shortly after that. And uh, I, I don't know if it's explained why they can't take the car. Did they? I, know they uh, I think it's because they shot. shot. Yeah, I think that that's why. They should have explained better. Because, like, you're, you... Uh, just shooting at a car generally. You see the windshield mostly. Yeah, just shooting yeah. at a car generally won't like stop it from working. But yeah, there's no signal. The radio's not working. Um, and they realize that someone's got to go get help. And Monk's like, okay, me and Natalie will go. Uh, and there's a whole bit where right. like he doesn't want to have to go alone or be left. Long story short, uh, Monk has to go. I mean, honestly, if like we're if we're keeping it a buck, um, Natalie should have been the Correct. one to go, Correct. right? Because, yeah, because Monk can't handle being in the mm-hmm. dirt. He can't handle, like, not having, uh, I don't know what his new brand of water is. Um, so that was a bad plan. But in the, it, like, yeah, it was a bad plan that was conceived. Yeah. And so we kind of, like, cut through, like, a little scene of, like, it looks like Monk is struggling mm-hmm. in the desert. And he barely moved, like, fucking 25 feet, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, because Natalie and the sheriff mm-hmm. are, like, it, within earshot. Yeah. And so we then see another bit of him walking. He unbuttons his shirt, rebuttons it. He keeps going. He eventually uh, finds um, a bag with beer cans, batteries, and uh, some eyeglass cleaner and some other stuff. Um, it's not really clear, mm-hmm. but uh, he says, you know, here's what happened. Who are you talking to? Take that. It's evidence. You know, he kind of talks to himself for a little bit. Um yeah, he's losing yeah. it. And then we cut back to uh, Natalie and the sheriff, and all she has to eat are breath mints, and they hear a sound. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Natalie doesn't want to know if there's coyotes around, but there's coyotes around. I feel around. like they probably should get in the back of the truck at that point, because, you know, coyotes aren't that big, so they probably can't get into that, but whatever. Um not only that, but they don't really attack you like that. No, um, I don't think. That... I know they're pack animals, but they mostly like depend on like weakened. Um, I mean, all everything I know about coyotes is from random insert shots in Collateral, so I can't really. Um... Oh, good god! <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. 
Um, I, I haven't seen Collateral since the first time I saw it, which was in 2004. Well, so I literally don't know what the liter- fuck you're literally, talking about. No, I just know that when they're filming it, Michael Mann just had someone shooting at all times. Whenever they got came across a coyote, they would shoot it. So there are different parts of the movie. You just see like random cut-ins of coyotes on the side of the road. Because, <laughs> you know, that's... Uh, coyotes. Coyotes. And so um, Monk is then fully... What what we failed to mention, I'm sorry, is that they have that monk has to walk fifteen miles, fifteen miles to the fucking highway, which is a lot, honestly. Yeah, Um, yeah. And so monk is then he's got a shirt on top. He's all disheveled. He's sweating finally. Um, Yep. And he's talking aloud. He's like, "You win, dirt. I'm dying alone. I don't want to die alone. I want people. I like people. Give me one chance. I'll be nice, good, empathetic. Send me some people. Just he basically is atoning for all the bad stuff he did earlier in the episode." Yes, and uh, he gets his wish. He gets some people, mm-hmm. just not the kind of people he wanted to be yeah. around. And so then we cut to him waking up in his hotel with uh, the uh, coroner, the sheriff, and Natalie around, and Monk whispers to the coroner, floss, but apparently he flossed his teeth for three hours in the hospital and took a four-hour shower. Four-hour shower? Like, you would be fucking pruned up. Son. And there's no way Monk isn't doesn't have a phobia of being pruny. Like, they're just, you just know he does. Um, right, right, right. And so the um, sheriff mentions that he's carrying the bag. Right, and that's when they go through the details of what was in it, which were batteries, engine lubricant, and eyeglass yeah. wipes. And at this point, Monk knows what happened. Mm-hmm. Sheriff asks, with the UFO or with Marge? And he says both. And so this is, yeah, this is, I guess I might yeah. as well just say it. So here's what happened. Um, so, like we, like Monk speculated before, Kyle did kill his sister, and he dumped her body after dressing it to make it seem like it'd be an accident without taking care of all mm-hmm. the things he should have, and um, and he you know he left her out in the desert and was depend was waiting around the clock for a phone call to come in about his sister's dead body, realized it never came, and came to the right conclusion that coyotes must have come around and mm-hmm. drug her body like to a point where like nobody would find yeah. it without like for a while. And he obviously needed the cash, so he needed to find a way to get somebody out there to discover it. So that's when we find out, or we, we had an idea that he used to own a store of some kind. And, um, and we find out that it was a store that specialized in model um, trains, airplanes, and other no things. No wonder why it failed other... in the age of, I don't know, video games. Right, exactly. Uh, hobby shop, loser. Um and so he, sure enough, he took a UFO thing and, you know, yeah, I'll give him this. He was pandering to the mm-hmm. right crowd. You know, like there's that whole paranoia about Area 51 mm-hmm. in Nevada. I'm sure Nevada is a little bit more sensitive to yeah. this kind of shit, whatever. They're pretty so, sensitive to you saying Nevada, which is why I've been saying Nevada this whole time, but whatever. Oh, Nevada? They're very, and Nevada I say, I don't care that much, but they are, them in Colorado are very sensitive about it. Well, you know what's fucking stupid about that is Nevada is named after how you would say it in Spanish. I'm aware. Which is Nevada. I can't yeah. really judge so. because my hometown should be Punta Gorda, but it is absolutely Punta Gorda, so I can't really um, judge that. All right. F- fine. Anyway, so he did the whole fucking UFO thing, and he knew that there was, bun- was going to be someone to yeah. like find it out. And so he knew that they would all form a search party, mm-hmm. and eventually her body would be yeah. found. Which is exactly what happened, mm-hmm. and uh, and on top of that, he faked the landing site and all yeah. that stuff, and yeah. Yep. And so, the whole the all the UFO people are still outside, um, and so Monk goes outside to talk to them, 
and uh, wait, but before okay. that, but before that, the sheriff the sheriff does mention that it's been an honor yeah. to watch him work, and it is. It's got to be an honor for a random sheriff, but uh, so he goes outside to solve two cases at once. Exactly. So he goes outside to talk to him, and he's like, "It's I have good news. It's just a toy. You can all go home. Stop wasting your time. Live life. Find employment and fall in love. You're human. It's a precious thing." And Natalie's very proud of Bunk because he was sensitive and respectful to them. But do they receive this news with any sort of grace? <laughs> That's funny because I was going to say grace. Um, no, they do not. As a matter of fact, they think he's fucking lying. And, um, yeah, they, 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 they're they just more convinced that he's an alien at this point. Right? And, and so They think it's a cover-up. And so he then says, you're right, I'm not human. I have traveled here uh, to your... What does he refer to them as? Oh, what I don't remember what he says. Earth people oh, of the net. Earth people of the net. You're right. I'm not human. I've traveled here from how do you say to your how do you say planet on a class four intergalactic uh, doom freighter. And I do love the. I knew it. Um, I was sent to pave the way. Yeah, he's playing to the crowd. And he starts doing his hand thing, and they all do it. That's fun. I like that they think that that's an alien thing. Um, and uh, yeah, so yeah, he does. You know, shows a little sense of humor. And then we cut to the end, where Kyla confessed, um, and apparently there's still people outside of his apartment, because uh, they still think he's an alien, um, and uh, he's cleaning, and Natalie, she wants a little sneak peek. Yeah, she, uh, <laughs> I mean, honestly, it plays so differently now mm-hmm. to me, like, uh, as a result of everything, um, but she wants to see his belly button. She's, uh, she's apparently been having a lot of weird dreams ever since she got back. Don't want to go into the details of what else no. these dreams might entail. Of not. Um, yeah, and so, like, Monk eventually, like, is just like, you know, he's a shy guy. Um, and he runs to the bathroom, and she won't, like, stop badgering him. And he just comes out and says, leave me alone or I will destroy your planet. Uh-huh. And she thinks it might be, he, he might be ashamed because he has an Audi, which is fair. I mean, I personally don't have an Audi, and I might be a little ashamed if I had an Audi. And I'm not going to ask if you have an Audi. Um, but, uh... You know, I would get it. I have a Volkswagen. Boom. It's great stuff. Um, but anyway, that's this episode. What do you give out of 10? Seven. Same. It's whatever. Like, I don't hate it. It's just, like, it's such an afterthought. Um, anyway. Uh, I think it's a waste It's a waste of Daniel Stern's uh, talents. I would agree if I had ever considered Daniel Stern's talent in before. Which, that's rude of me. But I just had never been, like, Daniel Stern. Like, he's just, like... And I think this is just an age thing. He truly just is the other guy, the other wet bandit. It's, that's all he is to me, which is not good, but it is kind of is what it is. Um, Damn. But uh, anyway. Marv. Marv, Marv. is I, I know his name's way. Marv. Um, it's Ironically, I actually don't remember Joe Pesci's character's first name. But I don't know. Yeah, okay. I don't know what it is either. But Marv actually. is just such a specific name. Um, we really, we're not making Marvs anymore. Um, you know, uh not really. No. no, Marvin's kind of a lost art. Yeah, these days. and if there is someone named Marvin, I don't think they're going by Marv. You know, because um, it's just yeah. like I, I can't think of anyone but the guy from Home Alone and uh, Marv Albert, and I don't know who you want to be less. Um, <laughs> anywho, uh, please rate, you subscribe, follow the show on Twitter at Strictly Munkin. Where can people follow you? You can follow me at Andre. You can follow me at the J Christie, and uh, more important than all that. Please tune in next week as we talk about Mr. Monk is somebody else. Or someone else. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Let's get monkey.